What is up, you guys, and welcome to the Lines and Layers podcast, where we deep dive into some of our favorite songs from some of our favorite artists, and we deep dive into either the motion of the track or just a line of the track, and just kind of just talk about the subject as a whole. <laughs> so I'm your host, Layers. Thank you for tuning in, and let's get into it. Alright you guys, so have you ever had feelings for someone and you told them and then all of a sudden they're just like, you know, well, I don't really see you like that. So then you move on and then you find someone else and you kind of get in a relationship with someone else. Then that person that you originally told that you had feelings for all of a sudden wants to tell you, hey, I think you should leave this person and be with me. But I'm like, okay, come on now. Why would I leave someone that I told I had feelings for and they actually said I have feelings for you too, for you? (laughs) Because I told you how I felt, but now you see me with so-and-so, all of a sudden you have feelings for me. But why would I leave this person that I'm with for you? Because they already accepted all of my bad habits, all of my flaws. They accepted the good, the bad, and the ugly. You just know the good side. But what about my bad habits? Would you accept that? So why would I end this relationship for you? All right, you guys. So that's like a little mini introduction to the song that we're going over this week, which is Steve Lacey's Bad Habits. Okay. (laughs) And that's just like my little story time for the subject. But um, anyways, it's a great song. And check out his album as well. Gemini writes is is really really good. I listened to it like three times already, probably more. <laughs> so <laughs> listen to it, stream it, buy it, do it all. So let's get into the subject, y'all. Have I ever wanted someone that didn't want me back? Of course, we all been there. <laughs> but as I've grown as an adult, I kind of just didn't really go for people unless I kind of knew that they liked me back. I wasn't really the person to like put myself out there. Um, I did one time, but most of the time I just like, okay, well you feel me then. Okay. Let me see if I'm feeling you too. So I would actually have to send back to high school. There was this boy that I liked a lot <laughs> and you know, I finally told him like, Hey, like I like you. I want to pursue you. Do you want to pursue me? So he gave me a shot and we actually went to the movies. He asked me to go to movies with him. And so we did. And he kissed me. And I was just like, oh my God, he kissed me. (laughs) And so I was just feeling like butterflies and all that like little kid stuff. So then after that, we went back to school the next day. And, you know, he wasn't really interacting with me like that. He still was kind of giving me, like, the friend zone type of thing. So I was like, whatever, I respect it. So then, you know, the end of the day, he talked to me, and he was just like, you know what, Um, why don't you come over to my house? So I was like, okay. So after school, I went over to his house, and we watched TV. We talked for a long time. And then he kissed me again, and I was just like, he kissed me. <laughs> So then after that, you know, I'm expecting like, hey, this is the second time that you have kissed me. So obviously now we're going to be like something, something going to come after this. So the next day, go to school. 
So I seen him from across the foyer, and I was just like, oh, my God, I see his big old head. And I was like, okay, he's walking this way. He didn't make any eye contact with me, but I just, like, seen him. So I was like, eventually, if I walk towards him, he'll walk towards me. Maybe he'll be like, you know, I don't know, hold my hand. I don't know. (laughs) So he's coming closer, and I see him. And then I look down, and there's a girl that's short holding his hand. And I was just like, oh, that was his ex-girlfriend. So I was like, okay, they got back together. So then he looks at me, you know, not even, like, looking like, (gasps) like, she knows her anything like that he was just he just gave me like a little nonchalant head nod and was like what's up and I was like hey but I was just thinking in my head like this mother (laughs) you know so I moved on from that and he did like this back and forth thing with his you know girlfriend at the time throughout high school so I did my own thing while doing my own thing I kind of just started you know doing myself more and, you know, changing my style, changing my hairstyles, you know, doing different things with my makeup, just transitioning into a woman. So I kind of just kind of like forgot about him. And so graduated, social media comes around and he's just liking all my pictures, commenting under all my pictures and, you know, just kind of flirting with me. I eventually seen him like at a grocery store and he was with some girl and he didn't even introduce the girl. He was just kind of just locking eyes with me. But I was with someone at the time, so I was just like, what is this? You know what I mean? He kind of just flirted with me a lot, and I was just kind of like, we're past that. We're, that's not happening, you know? So I don't know if he just was doing it just because he wanted to lay me down, or he just really just wanted to reconnect where we left off in high school. But he never, like, really communicated to me that he wanted to take things further, so I just kind of just thought that this was a trait in his personality and just kept it moving. But it's kind of like one of those things, like, what if he was serious? But it's just one of those things where it's kind of a little too late. (laughs) But I guess that's one of those moments where I can kind of say I've been in a place where I wanted someone who didn't want me back. The next question is, have I ever wanted someone and didn't say something? So technically, I guess you can say... In a way, okay, so let me just get to the story. I was dating someone, and we were in a relationship. We definitely were. But I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go off to school somewhere, and I wanted him to come with me. He declined, so I broke it off because I didn't want him to cheat on me, and I didn't want to cheat on him with us having that distance in between. So I was just like, you know, if it's meant to be, we'll come back to each other. In my head, that's what I was thinking. But I just broke it off with him and didn't really give him too much of an explanation, which is foul on me. But I just, I don't know. I just didn't want to hold him back from dating other people with me being, you know, somewhere else for a long period of time. So eventually he ended up moving to a different state and I was just like, what the f- mm. <laughs> you know because I was just like okay well if he's another state I don't know how we'll be able to come back together but I never said anything I just kind of just went with the flow we talked basically like maybe went from every day to four times a week to three times a week to twice a week and I just was hoping that you know 
we would get back together. But I just never said anything because I was just like, I broke up with him. How can I just put it out there? Like, I want to get back together. Like, how would I look, you know? So I just kind of just waited and waited and just hoped that one day somehow gravity will bring us back together. So eventually, you know, he called me one day and he was just like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Like, I still have feelings for you. I, I want us to get back together. And I was thinking in my head, like, I feel the same way. Like, you're just reading my mind. I feel the same way. And he was just like, why didn't you say anything? And I was just like, well, I didn't, I broke up with you and I didn't want to say that and just, you know, make me look like I, I was trying to hold you back from anything. And he was just like, you weren't going to hold me back. You know, we could have figured this out. You just quickly just gave up. And yeah, I did. So shame on me. And I should have communicated to him a while ago of how I felt and that I wanted to get back together with him. But I think it just was the fear of rejection. I kind of grew up in one of those families where we don't talk about feelings. And when I did try to talk about feelings, I was seen as weak or emotional or just, I don't know. It just was something that we did not talk about. It was something that you had to keep inside and just keep moving on. You had to be strong. You can't talk about feelings. Feelings is, is a weakness, talking about that, expressing yourself. You know, so I just feared that rejection of expressing my feelings to him because I grew up in a household where we were rejected for saying how we felt or our emotions. So, yeah. If I expressed how I felt, we would have got back together sooner. But... We got back together, so that was the good part. But I could have eventually lost him for good if I never said something. Because he might have not said nothing either. So that's one of those things where I wanted someone and I didn't say something. So next, miscommunication leads to complication. Lauren Hill said it at its, at its best. So miscommunication be as simple as you expressing yourself to someone and they misinterpreting what you're really trying to say. I'm a victim of that all the time. So anyways, a lot of times when I try to express how I feel and someone will tell me like, oh, well, no, you, you're saying this. And I'm just like, no, I'm not saying that. But it's just, I just said it wrong. Let me reword it. You don't give me the chance to reword what I have to say and you just are stuck on what you think I meant about a situation. I'm just walking away because at the end of the day, I can't, express to you how I feel because you're just always going to think that it meant this when I really was just trying to say that. So at the, at the end of the day, I just kind of just, all right, well, you know what? This conversation's not getting nowhere. You can think whatever you want to think about me and I don't care. <laughs> so it also comes down to people will try to also test you. Try to put you through these tests and like, well, if you really like me, I'm going to put you through this maze and you're going to either come out or you're going to be stuck in it. And I'm just like, you you test me or have the audacity to test me, then I'm going to fail on purpose because you have the audacity to test me. You should have just communicated to me how you felt, allow me to communicate, communicate how I felt, and we come to a common ground. But... If you're trying to put me through tests and mazes and all this other stuff and scenarios and things, I will fail on purpose, especially if I find out that you put me through a test to just, because I'm not into playing games. I'm not that type of person. Like you play games with me, I will fail on purpose <laughs> because at the end of the day, I just feel like we're grown enough to have a conversation of exactly how we feel. If you don't want to have a conversation and you want to put me through tests to see how I deal with things, then at the end of the day, 
I will fall on purpose. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm starting to read this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F. And basically, it has shown me just a lot of things like caring too much about a situation, putting too much in, into a situation where, you know, it's not benefiting me any type of way. And not saying that we're looking for benefits in situations, but what I'm saying is if you're going to keep trying to tear me down in every situation and we're not getting nowhere, then I'm not going nowhere with it. I will let you have that. You will have it. <laughs> I will excuse myself because I feel like in life there's things that are worth fighting for and there's things that are just meant to let go. I was in a relationship with someone and he was a terrible person, just terrible. And I hope he has grown from the way that he treated me. When you first get approached by someone, everything is sweet, everything is flowery, everything is candy. <laughs> but, you know, after the honeymoon phase, you start kind of seeing who this person is that you're dating. But anyways, he was great till his friends started getting attracted to me. And even though I was under his arm, he just couldn't deal with it. So he will start doing this dumb thing that some people do. And he got insecure, so he started tearing me down. All of a sudden, he didn't like my hair. All of a sudden, he liked the way I dressed. All of a sudden, he didn't like my voice. He didn't like anything. Because he wanted to tear me down so that I would never feel like I was good enough to go to his friends. And I was just like, it was so stupid. And I was like, I, I don't understand like why you would even think that. I, I'm with you every day. Your friends don't even have my number. They don't even have my address. They don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the type of person. If I'm with you, I'm with you. And you would think with me knowing what he was doing would not make me feel small when he was tearing me down. But it did affect me really, really badly. He was very... He was just very bad with me. He was very hard with me. He was very just, you know, he wasn't, the way he, you were supposed to treat a woman, he did not treat me. It was the most, I'm not even going to everything that he did. But at the end of the day, we got to the point where I just felt just weak. I just felt tired. I felt just so exhausted just being with him. But I was a very big people pleaser and he knew that. So at the end of the day, I don't ever want to break up with him. I just kind of just like, one day he'll break up with me. You know, even though he tells me I'm not this, I'm not that, you know. I stayed because I was just like, I don't want to be the one to break up with him. So I'll just like, I'll just wait it out and hopefully he'll break up with me. Which was stupid because I dealt with a lot of stuff that I shouldn't have dealt with. But I should just communicate how I felt. Anyways, fast forward, he eventually breaks up with me, and I am just, oh, yes, you know? And I just kind of just try to rebuild myself. And I really still haven't really rebuilt myself all the way from how bad that relationship was. But, you know, it was just bad. So time went by, and, you know, we were friends on social media, but I kind of just forgot because I haven't really talked to him like that and he started like you know posting pictures with you know his new new girl and you know I think he was just trying to do to make me jealous and the only reason I say that is because he started sending me messages in my dms and first they were just like oh hey how are you doing type things and then it escalated to yeah I want to see you you're looking good blah 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 and I'm like 
like, sir, do you think that I forgot of how you treated me when we were together? So I was just like, well, I just ignored it. And he just kept coming, just coming and coming and flirting and just like, you know, really trying to get my attention because he wanted, I don't know if he wanted me back or he just wanted to just lay me down. So anyways, I ended up just blocking and deleting him because I was just like, you got some nerve. Like, mm-mm, no. But like I said, like, there's a lot of things I wouldn't have to deal with being in that relationship if I was just honest and just like, you know what, I don't want to be with you. Like, you talk to me crazy, you do crazy things to me, I'm, no, mm -mm. And I wouldn't have to deal with so much trauma that I had to deal with in that relationship if I was just straightforward. If I explained to him that I didn't want to be with him, I wouldn't have to deal with that complicated, traumatic relationship because it was traumatic. There was a lot of things that took place that... I'm not ready to share. <laughs> so let's go on to the next question. Have I ever wondered what if? With any of my relationships, I have never wondered what if. Never. Well, no, I'm lying. The relationship that I told you guys about earlier, about the boyfriend that I was with, that I broke up with because I thought that the distance in between us would make one of us cheat. That was one of those things, like, where I wondered, like, what if, like, oh my gosh, like, what if I made a mistake? Like, what if, what if we were meant to still be together? What if I was thinking too deep into this and he actually was going to be faithful and I was going to be faithful? Like, what if, you know, that's, that's the only time I thought, what if? But all of my other relationships, like I said, I'm not, like, the person that approaches a dude and... So a lot of times it'll be someone approaches me and I give them a time of day, possibly, maybe, or maybe not. But I never just looked at someone just like you, you know, besides the situation that was in high school. So when it comes down to everyone else, the what if, no. But I will say this. I did approach also, not just high school, I did, coming back to me, I did approach the dude that I was talking about that... I broke up with because of the distance I did approach him so maybe I'm really good at picking the guys myself it's when they pick me <laughs> that it's just it's just really like bad but next question so do we feel that we all just fear of rejection I feel like we all do fear rejection I feel like sometimes we miss the shots that we don't take because we fear rejection I feel rejection kind of comes back to the way that we were raised. If we were in a family where we weren't able to express ourselves, we weren't able to, like, you know, have that safety of communication, then when we go into relationships, we either continue with that or we do the opposite. So it just can be one, one of those things that's kind of just depends on the person, I think. When you have a rejection from parent whether it's mother or father, sometimes, and this is not everyone, but sometimes you can self-sabotage things because you feel like, well, if this parent didn't want me, well, maybe I'm just not wantable, which is not a word, but we make up words here on <laughs> this podcast. But maybe I'm just not someone that can be wanted. So I just kind of take whatever I can get. And it kind of builds like a little insecurity of being rejected. And this is not everyone, okay? 
but some people deal with it in this type of way. And there's so many scenarios that we can go with with this, but we're just going to end it at that. But I will say this. Fear rejection. Let's get to, let's say this. Okay, so say you're an actor or actress and you're going for a role. You memorized everything. You know this character. So you go into the lobby and you're waiting for your name to be called and you look over to your left at your competition and there's someone there who actually dressed the part. So you start feeling insecure like, oh, I just know the lines. I didn't dress up for the part. I didn't put no mud on my face and ripped up my clothes. But you don't really know if that person really even knows their lines. But because you see the surface of how they look, and you're thinking about what you just know from the inside, you might be so insecure about seeing them that you don't even do the audition. And then you miss that shot because that person probably didn't even know their lines. But being so fearful of rejection will hold you back from what you're meant to accomplish. Because you can't just look at the surface of things and think that this person is going to get what you worked hard for. We can definitely miss the shots that we don't take so don't let rejection get in between your thought process of things. Don't let that blind you from the blessings that are supposed to come to you. Because sometimes it may seem like, oh my goodness, like this is just not going to happen for me, like blah, blah, blah. But I tried this last week and it didn't happen. I tried this last month, it didn't happen. But maybe today is the day that you don't get rejected. So just keep trying, y'all. Don't let rejection be such a fear to you that you do not take a step into the direction that you want to go. So, next, when in fear, try. So, I come from a Caribbean family, and I used to see all the kids ride their bikes outside, and I, I really wanted to learn how to ride a bike. So, I put that disclaimer of me being from a Caribbean family because of the story that I'm about to tell you. So, my dad eventually got a bike. I think he got the bike for free, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a kid, okay? This guy brings home an adult bike. And I'm like, how how am I supposed to ride this dang bike? He's telling me that, you know, learn to ride the bike on there. There's no training wheels on this adult bike, okay? My feet aren't reaching the pedals on this adult bike. How does he expect me to learn to ride this adult bike? So I was like, I was scared. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. So he gets upset with me, you know, because... I didn't even try. So eventually, I went in the backyard one day, and I looked at the bike, and the seat was, like, all the way up. And I was just like, you know what? Let me figure this out. And I just was like, I, I probably could ride this bike. And something happened when I sat on the bike. It, like, the, the seat kind of went down. So I kind of looked on the side, and I was like, oh, there's, like, a little thing for me to, like, pull the seat down. So I pulled the seat down, and I was able to reach the pedals. And I was like, okay, cool. So... I went onto the street, <laughs> and my little behind, but I was kind of tall for my age, my little behind learned to ride this bike, okay, with a couple of scrapes and scratches on my leg, because I fell a lot, okay, but eventually, I learned how to ride that adult bike, but if I let that fear <laughs> come in between that, I would never figure out that you could actually put the seat down and I could figure out how to ride this bike on my own. So my point is, 
is that we're always going to fear something. Something's always going to stop us from doing something because we fear this, we fear that. But we need to just try, y'all. We just really need to try because we miss the shots that we don't take. You never know if you get to that three-point line if you're not going to make the shot and if you're going to make it till you actually throw the ball and it goes inside the hoop or just hits the rim. All right, you guys, this is the end of our episode of Lines and Layers Podcast. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. I just wanted to end it really quickly of deep diving into Steve Lacey's song, Bad Habits, where we kind of just went into miscommunication as a subject. So listen to his song, Bad Habits, stream it, buy it, and also his album, Gemini Rights. It's really, really good, y'all. It's really good. For those who are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Please comment, you guys. I appreciate you guys liking. I appreciate you guys watching. But please comment as well. And I thank you so much for watching. And I thank you so much who are listening on to any podcast app that you are on. Look me up on YouTube. My name is Layers. It is spelled L with the at sign Y-E-R-Z. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. And I will see you guys next week. <music>